Hey, you want to hear inspirational music and talk? Download the CJC radio app right now in the app store. What are you waiting for? Download it now. Okay, everybody who's listening, thank you for tuning into my random podcast. So before I even start, I am doing an exercise that has to do with gratitude. And so right now, I just want all my listeners to just take this moment right now, two seconds, and just think of something that you're grateful for right now. If you can verbalize how grateful you are for anything, just anything, that it can reformat your brain to being more positive and optimistic and having a a more lighter view or perception of things. And having a sense of gratitude really helps you with the human experience. So hello, everybody. This is Janelle. And this podcast is brought to you by the letter Q, which stands for quarantine. How is everybody doing out there? Seriously, how are you doing? How are you within yourself right now? I cringe at the word social isolation. I do. This podcast is not really going to address why we are in social isolation. It's just not where I wanted to go with this podcast. I work on the front lines and I took an oath as a nurse to uphold a standard of care. And that standard of care requires me to take what I've seen to the grave. And I think we've heard enough fear mongering and there's so many speculations for me to leave the hospital and then think about what I see and what's going on and all the changes that have been made. And it's just not healthy for my mind space. So I decided that this is a perfect opportunity to have the quarantine episode so that we could together get through this in a healthy way and not feel like we're boxed in. I've been at home and I don't really leave unless I go to work. I don't even go to the grocery store. I don't do anything because I don't know what I've been exposed to. So I don't want to endanger anybody. So I've just taken this kind of like self-quarantine and I'm going to use this platform, my podcast, to reflect and share with you the different perspectives and how I cope, especially come from a person who's currently on the in the battlefield. So I just got off the phone with one of my very close friends, and he was telling me about how he just met somebody, and he's so excited. He's like giving me details and how much he likes this girl, and he's just spending every waking minute of the day and getting to know her like uninterrupted. And I was just kind of like, wow, you lucky bastard, (laughs) because he is getting an opportunity to get to know somebody without any kind of like outside interference. So I was just like on the phone listening to him, rolling my eyes, of course. (laughs) And I said to him, I was like, so you just gave the middle finger to social isolation, huh? He was like, yeah that's a good way to put it. He's like, I'm just so really happy about this. And, and I was like, dang, that's his narrative. And that's his 
um, what his um, takeaway from quarantine is going to be because it's going to be positive for him. But not everybody has had the same luxury. You know, I think of like in my downtime, I'm thinking of people who are in quarantine with their abusers or they're getting a divorce or people are leaving uh, relationships or people are finding out where they stand with their partner or, you know, their family members. And it's just, this can be a really condensed, sensitive space for some people. And so just keep those people in your prayers, especially the children. Domestic violence has gone up and we know why. So that's really a touchy subject for some people. And I just pray that whoever is going through their personal hell right now, that they are delivered. And just keep those people in your prayers right now. Okay? So, there's a level of intimacy that cannot be duplicated in social distance. The body is electric, so we need to be touched, you know? Things are lost in translation when you're not in the presence of humans. There's not enough FaceTime or Zoom calls or any kind of like, you know, social media platforms that can quantify a hug or soft touch to your loved ones. We are humans created by God and we are intimate creatures and we need to be touched. We're made of carbon and the desire to be intimate is so much of a desire for most people I know for me I'm dying like let me just tell you I'm dying (laughs) this is not a fun time for me but on the flip side social distance just set a new standard and it kind of makes you more aware of your placement in space when it's pertains to another person and I feel like because we're God we're created in God's image and he longs to have an intimate relationship with us that we as human beings as his offspring like we starve for intimacy and it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual it could be the intimacy of like meeting of the minds or having good conversations and and being with people that you you just enjoy them you know so on the flip side of this all Social distancing just set a new standard. <laughs> it's like the litmus to who and what can be, who can be in isolation with me. And I just realized I had to do like, like I thought backwards. I was like, who could I really spend this time with? Like when you're in social isolation with certain people, like, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> you know, it's. You can't just be with any and anybody to do nothing with. That's that's big facts right there. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be in isolation with just that girl that you thought was cute or that guy who y'all text back and forth, but then when y'all get to know each other and you're in the space by yourself, you're like, can I really? Like, that's the new litmus measurement of, can I really spend quarantine with this person? Nah. There's something about being... With your support group and communing, talking, uh, like being around the people who hold nothing back and love you. I miss those lunches with my friends where we chop it up and we just are real with each other and we just go back and forth and just share. It's like the meeting of minds. And 
I'm here to tell you that the social distancing thing is not of God. I'm not ever going to get used to this. If this is something that comes into play again, I don't know how I'm going to be able to deal with this. And I know a lot of you who are listening have been in your head just reminiscing or longing for the outside. Um, And it's hard because somebody like me who gets my energy off of other people, it's it's been an adjustment and i and i found out that my niece who shares the same personality as me she's a social butterfly she likes to joke around she's just really you know she's very artsy and um my mom told me that she's not dealing very well with this because she has she's like in a bubble and her creativity is being stifled and i feel so bad for her so by a show of hands a show of hands, everybody who's listening. 2020 was going to be your year. I'm raising my hand right now. Okay, put your hand down. By a show of hands, how many can say that quarantine just killed your whole entire vibe? I'm raising my hand too. <laughs> 2020 was supposed to be everybody's year. I remember New Year's Eve. I was just like, you know, really reflecting and, and and giving myself like these, I wasn't doing like a resolution, but I was just like, yo, we got to come different this year. We got to do this different. Like, like, like I want to be happy all the time. I want to, I want to like, I want to do it. I want to do this. I want to make 2020 like my year. Yeah, I was. It was supposed to be a first for many of us. For me, I was planning on doing something courageous, like stepping out of my comfort zone and reroute my destiny. I was so excited for the possibilities. I was going to really just take that leap. But it started out pretty weird. It felt like January and February had like 98 days. Remember that? I was like, what in the world is happening? Then Kobe and Gigi die in a helicopter accident, which I'm still kind of in shock because the last dance came out and there was a part where Kobe is on there and just it's his heart. My heart like was like twisting because I just couldn't. This documentary about Michael Jordan and I just couldn't really I couldn't watch it. Like I was just it was it was really difficult for me. And all these weird occurrences are happening at the beginning beginning of the year and all of a sudden we got hit with the coronavirus i was about to move to new york okay (laughs) i was gonna land a job i was gonna travel take my life to another level it was gonna be 2020 or not now look at what's going on i can't even go to the nail shop to fix my chip nail my hair is starting to become one with this bun that i've mastered i mean literally the world is on pause And I always thought I was resilient. I always thought that if there was ever like an apocalypse zombie, you know, you know, because we've been desensitized by the media about like post-apocalyptic world or, you know, I always felt like I could, I was resilient enough to survive those things. I don't, I don't, I don't think I could. Because when the isolation is mandatory, it hits way different. Normally I'm not a loner. And, you know, some people need the alone time to recharge and reset. 
I'm not that person. I get my energy from others and I love being around around my friends and socializing and traveling and, you know, exploring and going on mini adventures. And I just don't feel like I can be confined. Like I just, I'm a free person. Like I want to spread my wings and just go somewhere. But the quarantine basically took these choices off the table and I can't do what I want, which is like really, really killing my vibes. So I can say that it has been weeks and the last person I had a hug from was in New York the first week of March when I was saying my goodbyes in the airport. And my mom won't even touch me because I work in the hospital and she's terrified because she's immunocompromised and she's up there in age and, you know, she has been through a lot in her life and I don't think, she doesn't think she'd be able to survive the coronavirus, but I think she's stronger than that. (laughs) But, you know, I'm not the timekeeper, so just to keep it safe and to be mindful, you know, I, I've distanced myself from her. So I've had to make a game plan so I can make the best out of this situation and not get consumed with feelings of helpless, helplessness or loneliness, which is a real thing and not to be taken as a joke. And the appropriate interventions must be in place if you have feelings to harm yourself or any other person. You need to get help. That's a serious, serious vibe right there. So what am I supposed to do right now? Like, what are we supposed to do? I just had moments where I kind of vegged out some days and other days I got really um, ambitious and I'd start working out. And it's just like there was no means to an end. The other day, T.D. Jakes had tweeted something that was really inspirational for me and I thought hmm I'm gonna screenshot this or retweet it and this is gonna be my mo for now because I didn't know where to begin with any kind of like rejuvenating reset you know and it says Many are waiting for normal to return, but disruptions come to liberate you from what was and prepare you for what's next. Find the opportunity in the opposition. I was like, find the opportunity in the opposition. Like I read that, I read that tweet maybe about 10 times before I was like, click. And I said, you know, when I tell you (laughs) I was not pleased at the beginning of this like somebody told me that I can't do what I want. This is solitude. I have to be in isolation. Like this is not this is not my this is not for me. No. And then I was thinking about all the things I'd planned for the rest of the year, and I was like, no, 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 no. You 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 gotta wrap this up. No, Corona. You need to wrap this up. And I'm serious when I say that I had a moment where I was like, what am I going to do with this time? And instead of making this defeat me, I thought about this is an opportunity to grow. So I started to like, 
like talk myself into a more positive disposition, I started to read. I got into my daily devotions in the day, like every morning. I started reading books. I didn't really have like a direction I was taking with books. I just wanted to increase myself. Um, and sometimes the books were self-help books. And as of right now, I can tell you I've I have finished five books since the quarantine has started. And one of the books I was recommended a while back, and I reread it in this in the social isolation. But this time when I went back, I reread it in the mindset to receive the message. I went back because it was a good book. It had a great message, but I read it so I can go back and tell the person like, yo, I read it. <laughs> and it this book is like kicking me in the tail it's called The Power of Women's Words, and it's by Sharon Janus. This book is so relevant to me right now because it it's basically putting into, it's like, you know, words are one of the most significant forces in the universe. And I believe that God blessed me with an excellent command of the English language. But I was not using my powers for good in any part of my life. Well, certain parts. And we have to remember women possess a power with their words and we harness profound possibilities. And I'm here to tell you, I did not use my God-given blessing for good. Let's just leave it at that, okay? So one of my goals in social, iso- in social isolation or quarantine, interchangeably, whichever one, it's still like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I really took this time to evaluate and search within myself to try to find a way to unlearn and modify these undesirable behaviors. It was time to adjust the negative energy and flush it out of my system. So instead of vegging out and not being productive, I've chosen to rise from the ashes of the corona like a phoenix. And insert Eye of the Tiger right here. Right there. Right here. Right there. Eye of the Tiger. I don't know the song. The song came out like on my birthday in 1982. And... I'm over here and I don't even know the words. Shame, shame on me. Um, <laughs> so on top of all of that, I really took this opportunity to stand still. I don't really know how to hold a calm. Like I don't know how to like sit down and be still. There were days that I couldn't even catch a break and I had just been on the go. And I felt human if I just exhausted myself. But I realized that whatever discourse I had in my life, it didn't disappear because I was running myself into the ground and I wasn't really dealing or coping with the daily stresses that we all have, you know? So I'm here just doing self-inventory to better adjust to my new baseline and breaking down my stressors in smaller compartments and dealing with them from day to day. So I'm like really finding my mojo in this quarantine. This reset has allowed me to gather all my ducks I've been collecting over the years and put them in their proper place. So when outside opens up, my peace of mind and my routine will be more established on a rock hard foundation. And that right there, I don't think I could have accomplished in real time. I can go years and years and years and years and just put off, put off, put off. Like I put off a lot of things 
because other things took precedence or priority and I would promise myself to like take time and do more self-care and manage my time better and it just never really like time would pass and then I'd look back and like wow it's May or already and I said I was gonna do this since January so that kind of this kind of allowed me to just give myself the opportunity to put my ducks in a row so you know even though I have all these like dreams and hopes and aspirations and I've kind of like utilized this time to occupy myself with being more productive you know it's still a difficult time you know it's still like we don't have an answer they keep pushing the days back they keep telling us oh you know outside's gonna open up in this many days or this is gonna happen it's gonna happen and it's just this uncertainty is it's nerve-wracking you know and I'm thankful for just being able to occupy my time but you know we need to remember that even the worst day has 24 hours you know we need to reformat an attitude towards the situation and just focus on what's important to you and your individualized plan my plan is not going to work for everybody this is for me to do and I'm sharing it with you at some point in time, you don't need more advice or motivation or any kind of clever sayings. You just need silence and a work ethic, you know? I was talking to a friend and we were bouncing off ideas from each other. And I suggested that this season is the slash and burn season, which translates to new beginnings. It's also fitting slash and burn to as being important. It, it is important, you know? So she's like, what is slash and burn? And I said, you know, something I learned, I remember I was like in middle school and my teacher, Miss Pande, this was an Indian lady. I'll never forget this lady. She was our history, social studies teacher. And I can never forget that she's um, lecturing us. And she's like, slash and burn, slash and burn. And I'm like, what did she say? And then I went back and I read the book and it was slash and burn. Oh, absolutely love that lady. Um, so what is slash and burn? It is an indigenous method of agriculture in which existing vegetation is cut down and burned off before new seasons or new seeds are sown, typically used as a method for clearing forests for farming. So, so during the times like when, you know, there's a lot of migration going on and, you know, uh, different uh, groups of people would like occupy certain lands um i mean imagine walking in you're in the middle of like south america and the amazon and you're trying to grow a variety of things to supply your your tribe and there's no the land has been washed because it constantly rains over there so <clears throat> the advantages of it is it allows the people in the farm to plant where it usually is not possible because of the dense vegetation, the soil might be infertile, the nutrition content might be low, there's a lot of pests, and there's other reasons that may prevent successful crops or vegetation to grow. I need you to turn to your neighbor right now and say, 
My soil was low in nutrients. My soil was low in nutrients. And I needed to clear out the weeds and a necessary vegetation. And this time I'm going to plant some seeds and have a successful crop this season. Yep. Okay. So I, I being a preacher was not on my list of things, but that's a praise break right there. You understand what I'm saying? That is a praise break right there. Think about that. In order for you to have f- fertility in your soil, sometimes you have to slash and burn the the portion of the land and even in the fire that you use to clear the land can cause a chemical reaction in the soil to make it more fertile so that you can successfully plant crops in that soil where it previously couldn't be grown. I even me saying that is like giving me chills right now because I did not even think of the benefit of clearing a space so that I can have a a a, a more improved space to thrive. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Let's flip this thing on its head. Okay, right now is the time to count your blessings. You know, you think about it. Just think about everything that's going on. You getting the gas is cheap. Like gas is so cheap, it's below the value of the value. And I don't even know if anybody understands that. Like there's an abundance to the point where they can give the barrel away and they're fine, but they won't do that because. They don't do that kind of, we don't do that here in America. (laughs) We have bills being extended. Family units are being restored. Think about the people who don't spend time with their family who are stuck now. Not stuck, not stuck. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's not the word. Who are at home, you know? Um, Fast foods businesses are still open because we support their takeout. The hustle and bustle has been replaced by naps, rest, relaxation. The air is cleaner. The world is quieter. War has ceased since quarantine. Do you understand? There are places in America that every single day a murder occurs. And I remember seeing a headline saying since in, since 1936, I think was the year. Since that time, there has never been a moment in Miami where a murder has not occurred in that county. And I don't think it was 1936. It was one of the, it was, it was a long time. And in quarantine, the crime rate has gone down. People are more conscious about health and hygiene, which is concerning to me because I'm like, so what are you doing before? I'm a little scared. <laughs> Like what? But now that people are more conscious about it, it makes you feel better, doesn't it? Yeah. Money's not making the world spin right now. That's something to think about, you know? Healthcare workers are being praised and recognized instead of athletes as celebrities. (sighs) 
And now we have time to smell the roses. After you survive this quote-unquote crisis, because some people don't see this as a crisis, some people have saw this scene or experienced this as a reset, a time to rest. Consider this, when this is over, to be your second life. Work on your dreams. Go somewhere you've never been. Right your wrongs. The other day, uh, Kanye West had posted something on his um, Instagram, and he said, I have a challenge for you. He's like, why don't you call somebody who you had been, like, beefing with and just say I love you? And some people had, like, controversy behind it, like, oh, it's not that simple, you know, whatever. And other people were like, I could do that. And I thought about it, and I was like, who can I, who could I call and you know, who am I going to reconnect with? And I thought about it and I was like, you know, this is a perfect time because for sure, if I pick up the phone and call somebody, they're going to be home. <laughs> so this might be the time for me to right a wrong, you know. And this is also a time where you can do things that you've put on hold. Be kinder to yourself. Be grateful. Choose happiness. I just hope that everything is better than it used to be before. I know things will really never absolute go back to where it was before. But I just hope that we view the sky as bluer or our words that we speak to each other are gentler and our hearts are a little kinder. And once it's over... Once this is over in the meantime, let's just take this time to be better, you know? For some people, it's easier. Some other people, it's not so easy. But, you know, everybody has their own frame of time where they grow. And this was not a podcast to make anybody feel like they're not getting anything accomplished because they haven't experienced their breakthrough or they're not seeing this social isolation as a benefit. But, you know, I work in an environment where new policies are coming every day. When the outbreak first started, I was in the hospital and every five minutes they were pulling us off the floor because what we learned in school does not apply then we come back they're winging it everything is just ad lib and that's the scary part for us and I had to find peace in the chaos in order for me to function properly because if I wasn't able to do that I would not be able to do my job. And so as a frontline worker, it is important to have some like respite. I mean, even if it was the times that I used to hide in the bathroom just to take a breather, take my mask off and just like be like, Lord, what is this? help me help me in this moment because I don't even know what's going on 
there was a fear, there was also uncertainty. You know, I had been around patients who walked into the emergency room not knowing what they had, was my patient, and then later was tested positive, and I didn't even know. So it's hard. It's not easy for us to find that silver lining because many of us that are on the other side in the battlefield, we're not getting a break. We're not getting a moment to to even find out what, what the truth is. Like we're just... There was just nothing to draw from. It was all new. You mean you're watching people who had been in the healthcare field for years walking around like their heads were cut off because we just don't know what the nature of the beast was. So in quarantine and social isolation, you know, when I wasn't there, because I have two faces that I have. I have to go to work and be at work and be present. And then I come home. And I can't talk about it to anybody. I had to like sort out my myself. And I was like, I'm not going to let this consume me. <laughs> I'm not going to let this turn me upside down. So I took this time to really reflect on the importance of holding a calm and finding peace. And that was with my prayer life, with just spending time and in solitude and meditation, finding my balance. So now that we have come to the conclusion of the quarantine episode, I just want to let you guys know that it is important that you do practice uh, hand hygiene and cover your coughs and your and wear protective wear when you're out and about and you know it you don't look crazy when you're cleaning all your surfaces and making sure that everything around you is sanitized because it's better to be safe than sorry and that's probably all I can really impart at this time because you know what we really don't know (laughs) so I hope this was an enjoyable listening experience for you and I look forward to future episodes with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is Janelle for the Janelle Experience. Love, love you. Peace be unto you. And may your light shine everywhere you go. There's no hiding from your love
Hey, you want to hear inspirational music and talk? Download the CJC radio app right now in the App Store. What are you waiting for? Download it now.